Hey everyone, this is Kelsey Jo Hillis, photographer, entrepreneur, wife, mom, and recovering people pleaser. This is my podcast, Picturing Purpose, where I have transparent and meaningful conversations with people from all different walks of life. My hope with this podcast is that you find encouragement, lean on faith, and trust God's purpose for your life. So with that in mind, let's jump into this week's episode of Picturing Purpose. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I can't believe that we are already on episode 10 of the podcast. My goal was to continue being as consistent as possible and it has been easier than I expected. I've had so many people reach out and want to help the podcast and see it fulfill its purpose. It makes me so happy to see others want it to thrive as much as I do. If you are enjoying listening to the podcast, please do not be afraid to reach out. I love hearing your feedback and how the podcast has impacted your life. You can help this podcast grow by writing a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, sharing this podcast with your friends, and by following us on Instagram and Facebook. This week's episode may be one of my all-time favorites, mainly because it is with a few of my closest photographer friends that I love a lot. We have a really great story that started our friendship, and we have so much in common. I started my photography career back in 2008 when I was still a junior in high school. I'm 30 now, so you do the math. Social media was still not a huge thing back in 2008. It was, but it wasn't. Texting was really just starting to get popular, and we had slowly transitioned from MySpace to Facebook. Instagram wasn't even a thing. Yeah, Gen Z, take that in. We didn't have Instagram. (laughs) Crazy enough, we survived without it. Life was actually a little less stressful, to be honest. But let's get back to the topic. Although social media wasn't as big as it is now, there was still a tense feeling when it came to competitive businesses. So other photographers didn't really mingle with other photographers. If they did, it was rare. I grew up in a lot of the he said, she said community. One photographer would say something horrible about another photographer, and then the other photographer would say something horrible about that photographer, and so on. As a young adult, it was hard to not get swept into that, especially with my work ethic. I wanted to be the best. I knew deep down I had a lot of work to do in order to be the best, but that was my main goal. I obsessed over photography. I wanted the best gear. I wanted the best locations. I wanted more clients than everyone else. I wanted to travel everywhere. You name it. I wanted it. It's basically who I was. Kelsey Joe, the photographer. It honestly wasn't until the last three years that I've had a heart change in this area of my life. Don't get me wrong. I love photography. I love my career path and I will continue to pursue it as long as God calls me to do so. But it consumed every fiber of my being. I constantly obsessed over what other photographers were saying about me, whether that was online or word of mouth. Sometimes I even made up what I thought they were probably saying about me, when in reality they probably weren't. I am proud of the plaques and the awards and everything I've received over the years, but instead of it giving me confidence, it only made me more obsessive with rising to the top. Nothing was ever high enough. No goal reached was ever good enough. No amount of money was enough. You get my point. There came a day when I finally just 
stopped. I stopped obsessing over winning. I just did my best. I took care of my kids and I started working on my relationship with God. And man, that was the best decision I could have ever made. I began letting God lead my business and I stopped worrying about Kelsey winning and I let God win. He has truly changed my entire life and my entire business. Sometimes I have to pinch myself. Wow, God, thank you for blessing me with this life. I am no longer the controller of my business. Do I want to see my business be successful? Of course, but it doesn't define me. Now I have incredible photography sisters that I am so grateful for. They have truly been a gift from God himself. There's no jealousy, no bitterness. All we have is support and encouragement for each other. Life is not meant to sit in bitterness or jealousy. I may have looked like I had it all together on the outside, but I was dying on the inside. Don't be like old Kelsey Joe. Be who God designed you to be. That always comes first. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello everyone, this is Kelsey Joe with Picturing Purpose. I have the three coolest people ever in the room with me right now. <laughs> Danielle, Whitney, and Michelle. I almost forgot your name, what? Michelle. <laughs> I should have started off with your name first. Can you guys say hi? It. Michelle, say hi. Hello. Danielle, can you say hi? Hi. Whitney, can Hello. you say hi? <laughs> Ooh, you still had a little... Over vibrato. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're a singer, aren't you? Oh. Subject on that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you know, I just had a worship leader in here and he was singing up a tune in here. He was like, I really like this room. <laughs> okay, so for those of you that don't know, Whitney, Danielle, and Michelle are all <laughs> are all photographers. And we met through photography and we are still all actively photographers mm-hmm. and some of us do it full time some of us do it part time some of us have other jobs as well and our story's just really cool i feel like people anytime they hear about us they're like oh yeah you're friends with so and so like people have actually come up to you michelle right, right yeah and they're like hey are you you're friends with kelsey right yeah, it's a common ground sometimes with people like i'll be out at a wedding and they'll be like I know Kelsey Joe, and I know that y'all are friends, or those I really like Kelsey Joe or Whitney and or Danielle. It's just really funny how people yes. connect us all. Well, I had someone tell me one time that they like a hairdresser. She was like, "It's really cool how you guys hang out, and it's not like a like a taboo thing. Like you guys did a when we went out and did pictures of ourselves and did the little real thing." She was like, every time I see that, it just makes me happy that you guys are friends because, like, I guess for some, like, in the hair industry, sometimes that can be catty. Like, unless you're at the salon that you they work at, it's usually kind of like competition. Right. Which I think that it can be competitive with any any service industry, especially with photography. Uh, but I, for some reason, I think that our service sometimes is a little different where... You can take a drink. I feel like I'm going to cough. <laughs> you can cough. I don't even, sometimes I don't even edit out my coughs in, uh, in the episodes. I'm like, eh, it's real life. So what do you guys think about how we have um, kind of like busted through the, the wall of like competitiveness when it comes to photography? 
I think it's the best thing ever. <laughs> like, it's, I think it's awesome. You know, I was going to tell you last night, um, there was a lady that was there at the party. Uh-huh. And she was talking to me. And she said, my neighbor was that girl that we met at the wedding. Um, oh, and she was talking about girl. how she even knows that we're friends because her neighbor talks about us. Like, uh-huh. because she really looks up to us as photographers and uh-huh. knows that we're friends. I think it just sends a really positive message out in the community. Yeah, That... Yeah, and one thing that I've always kind of said is that I work a job, and at my job, I have my coworkers, and I cannot get through my job without my coworkers. Mm. I lean on them when I need support, when I need help, I call them. And as photographers, you don't necessarily have coworkers, but mm-hmm. in a sense, we do. And yeah. that's just been so nice that I can lean on you guys for support when I need that. Or yeah. if I need help with something, I know that I can call any of you guys, and y'all are right there to help me. Right. Yeah, I think that's cool, too, because, like, when you're by yourself for so long. And I think one of the things that I've experienced just because I've been doing it for so long is that it has evolved so much since I started. Like, when I was in high school, it wasn't really, like, super popular to be a photographer. I mean, like, it was, but it wasn't. Like, there was one main photographer in Fort Smith that I looked up to. And there wasn't that many. And then studios, you know, like right. different little studios like JCPenney Studios and right. things like that. And so it was intimidating for me to like go and ask a photographer for help or guidance or to like go take a class or something. And I wish I would have done more of that, but I was also kind of like, eh, I'll just learn from YouTube and Google. I'll be okay. Right. <laughs> Which technically, I mean, you really can. Yes. But I wish I had more of a, um, like a, a community like we do now. And I'm so glad that it's evolved from that. So what do you think, Danielle? What's interesting to me is most of the time when we all get together, photography doesn't even come up. Yeah. We talk, <laughs> we talk in... And it's funny because, and I've had people ask, like, are y'all friends or are y'all friends with air quotes? Like, <laughs> we can drop the air quotes. Yeah. Like, I, We're real I, friends. I invest my time with people who yeah. I choose to invest my time with. Yeah. I invest my time with y'all because I truly love being around you. Aww. And so when we're together, like, honestly, how often do we even talk photography related? Not very often. Like, y'all know about my family. You know about my yeah. job. Yeah. Like, Unless we're stressed about something. <laughs> right. But I mean, there, Whitney asked me, how's your new job going? I have friends that I have had forever in my life that don't even know that I've changed jobs. Yeah. Like, y'all are my friends. Yeah, your and full-time so, job that's not photography. Yes. Yeah. And so it's, I like that. Even in a cutthroat industry like photography is, and I truly do think that it is, and mm-hmm. I think we've all seen mm-hmm. areas of photography where we can agree on that on different photography pages that we follow on Facebook, and I mean, it gets rough on those. Like, yeah. People are hateful to one another, mm-hmm. but I mean, where this started out, where photography brought us all together, our friendship has evolved far past that, and I'm thankful for that. Yeah. We like never, we might talk for a little bit about our businesses and photography but then we usually shift gears and talk about Jesus and our life and and our kids and all four of us are really in the exact same spot in life we're both all four of us are young moms Mm -hmm. we're both believe all believers Mm -hmm. we're kind of I feel like we just have a lot in common that it's so easy for us to just talk about other things that don't involve photography and we are open to more people yes. coming and hanging that out with us. I don't want anybody to think that we're a clique. Yeah. 
So if and <laughs> you I, can't I, sit with us, yeah, that it's not like that. It's just we really do have a lot in common, and we just really click well together. And I think that that's kind of and it's really hard for us just to get together one time. Like when we plan our lunches and dinners, like that takes a lot of effort, yes. and it's it, that would just be one extra thing where we're like, hey, if someone wants to join our photography lunch today, you know, like that's just one. Yeah. Like we're just lucky that we're even getting together. But, yeah, I wanted to make that disclaimer, too, because sometimes I think looking at, like, people that only have, like, three or four people within a group, like, they're like, oh, well, they don't accept any other people in. Yeah. And we're like, no, absolutely not. It's, we love everybody. Yes. Come, come join us. So the story of how we all met, well, we've all, we've all kind of met each other throughout different things, but, like, not really sat down and talked to each other like we might see each other at shoots or just through social media and and photography groups and things like that but the really main root of us getting together was Whitney's mother's passing and me Danielle and Michelle got together to kind of make Whitney like this little <laughs> she's oh, <laughs> oh don't cry <laughs> this is why I don't have a, a camera in here yeah <laughs> Not yet. You 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 uh, you're here before I start doing the camera you YouTube the stuff. First, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsie. Um, and we got together to kind of do and uh, our our community of photographers got together too and put all the funds in as well. And we kind of went around and got different gift items for her, like a. Nail, yeah, yeah like pedicure. Pitched in and, and oh yeah, we sent a message. So nice. We sent out a message, uh, just saying, "Hey guys, if you want to take part, like send five bucks or whatever." And everybody, yes. I mean, every single person sent something, mm-hmm. and we were like, "Wow, this is really great." And so we had we got together just to sit down and discuss what we wanted to do. And then while we were there, I was like, I had it on my heart for a while that like I wanted to have like some type of small group, but, you know, like cater to like business or photography or something. And I just said it, I was like, would you guys want to do like a, like a Bible study thing? Like we could pick a book and like (laughs) pick a book. This started out as a book club. But as my husband says, but we don't talk about the book. Yeah. (laughs) When I would go to meet you guys, I would say, I'm going to book club and my family would all go, yeah, book club. We're really going to Chili's to sit there and talk for four hours. Yeah. Like do good intention. Yeah. Well, well, we did read two books. We actually read them. We didn't finish the second one. I didn't. Did y'all? I didn't finish the second one. We oh, did read the I first finished. one, but the first one is so small. I don't know yeah. if you can count that. <laughs> I finished the second book only because I'm obsessed with it. But the the first one we we did read. Um, <laughs> let's get back to the, the seriousness, okay? So we, uh, I was like, we could like pick a topic like business or, uh, you know, like how letting God lead your business and and all these things, and they were like, yeah, let's do it, and I was like, okay, well, I'll message Whitney and see if she wants to do it, too, and then, it, so it started off, I got this book, I don't even really know, do you remember what it's called? No. Okay. Grace Over Grind? Grace Over Grind, yes, and it's a woman author, and she basically talks about how her business and her life changed when she actually, like, let the Lord lead everything, and that she wasn't, like, 
self-controlling everything and it was like under his control and so uh that book was really good uh but the first time that we got together it was at your house whitney okay we went to whitney's house and we started talking about the book like trying to and then we just ended up shutting the book (laughs) shutting our notebooks and we were just like we talked for gosh three or four hours i think that we lasted like five minutes and we mostly talked about the lord the entire time yes and it was so refreshing and we talked about very personal things yes we did just things we were going through and yeah which was crazy yeah uh well and like I think Danielle and I for sure were like kind of going through some like new baby Christian things where like we were like I was still kind of going through my process of getting back with a stronger relationship with him and so I was like fresh out the gate you know and Danielle was going going back to church too and getting more involved and so I think it's just cool to see how we progressed from that to this. Yeah. And Michelle was like our um, <laughs> our prayer angel. Like she prayed every time, and like <laughs> we just always got into just like some really cool discussions. So Whitney, I don't want to make you cry any more than what you're crying. Oh but like, gosh. how does it how does it make you feel to know that like this all started from your mother? Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> Well, it was, so last year was probably one of the hardest mm-hmm. years for me. Um, and I actually lost a lot of good friends mm. during that process. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be a blubbering mess this That's whole okay. time. <laughs> we like, out with this. We're <laughs> like, yeah, Whitney's first time to really <laughs> talk and she's crying. <laughs> um, anyway, not lost in a sense of like, you know hey, we're not friends anymore, but I think just when you go through, through something super traumatic... You, you really learn who... You learn, mm-hmm. yeah, you learn who's... I agree. ...who's there, who's not, who doesn't care, and so that was a really eye-opening experience for me while I was going through that process, but it was really cool, too, because the Lord was also taking my business and making it His wholeheartedly, mm-hmm. if that mm-hmm. makes sense, so like, and I actually posted about this about a week or two ago, but anyway, it was in regards to... Basically, when you get in business for yourself, it's a ministry. You have a good heart behind it, but it's like, but is it really the Lord's? Like, are you letting the Lord take it and right. use it for Him? Right. So during that year, He was like, "Do you trust me? Like, because you're going through a pretty intense situation, so I need you to give it to me and let me process, you know, all of this." And mm-hmm. anyway, so during that whole thing, after she passed. You guys showed up out of nowhere, which I mean, we had known each other. Like mm-hmm. me and Michelle probably knew each other a little bit more than I knew Danielle and you. We, mm-hmm. me and Danielle knew each other through mm-hmm. um, Heritage. Um, but anyway, it was like God was like, "Okay, here you go. Here's your here's your friends." And I was like, "Okay, this is crazy." And so when <laughs> Michelle said, "Hey, you know, we're bringing something over for you," and I think it was a week, no, maybe not even a week after she mm-hmm. passed. I was thinking, okay, and I think I even told you to leave it on the porch because <laughs> I was like, did I do that when I No, I, it was the day of the funeral, and okay. I told you, I said, I don't want to come in. I just, we want you to have this, and yes. so Jared met me outside and got That's it. That's right. I sent him out because I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. Yeah, right I you can't. Know, yeah. Can't. So when he, they brought it in, and it's not about what all was in it, which in itself was just amazing but i've never heard this story have y'all heard this i think I've i don't think you've ever shared it. like when you opened it and stuff yeah i don't think i i don't think Ooh, jared's really knows. so i bring it in and i'm like 
Oh my goodness. Like I was thinking, you know, some like fruit, couple things. Of, <laughs> some banana and apple. Yeah. <laughs> banana apple plant. But I mean, the amount of things that were in there and not cheap things. Like it wasn't yeah. like I went to Dollar Tree. Y'all went to Dollar Tree yeah. and picked out, you know. It was like very thoughtful mm. things that were in this thing. And it was like, oh my goodness. Like, and I told, I showed Jared and he was like, that's amazing. Like, that's amazing. And I was like, mm blown away by that gesture so anyway from that point it was like I really like these girls because in like my (laughs) darkest hour it's like they're like hey we're thinking of you and it was just like something small that y'all did but it was huge to me you Mm -hmm. know and I think I told told Michelle that and anyway so then from then on it was like I want to hang out with these girls because we were all spiritually on the same path different Mm -hmm. areas in our Mm -hmm. lives but at the same time it was like we were all growing and learning together too through Mm -hmm. that whole process right and was your first impression of other photographer other competing photographers with you a lot different than what you thought it was going to be at that time yeah oh yeah yeah 100 like were you surprised I really was um I really was because I think up until that point, I sat in the back burner, of, <laughs> uh, or not in the back burner, but you know, I sat in the back as far as more so just watched everybody else do their business, but yeah. I didn't want to be that person that was like, hey, can we be friends? Yeah. You know what I mean? But I wanted It's hard that. to do that. It is hard. Yeah. It is hard. And, you know, in regards to what we were talking about earlier mm. is, and this goes for any, any business, but like, if your heart's in the right place and you're you're spiritually grounded. Mm-hmm. Photography's not who I am. It's what I do. Yes. And that's a huge difference. When you completely separate mm-hmm. those two things, like, mm-hmm. and I could quit photography today and go do something else, like a coffee business. I don't know. But, like, that's not what I do. Mm-hmm. Or it's not, it's not who I am. It's what I do. So mm-hmm. I think that's when you separate that. Competition isn't a thing anymore. And so. I yeah. Think so. And it's, I've had people ask me before, um, like, aren't y'all afraid that you're going to, like give each other ideas or um, that I don't know. And Not at all. Give me all ideas. the ideas. Yeah, <laughs> like that. We're just being together. Number one, we don't really talk about photography that much. But number two, um, Joel, my husband, said this a long time ago because I had a, another friend that was a photographer, and um, people were always kind of thought maybe we were competing. But the thing is, is that. The, there's this misconception that the market is oversaturated, and it's really not. Yes. I think that when you get to a certain level, you realize that. Like, it, mm-hmm. it's not oversaturated. But the important thing is that there's plenty of business out there. Mm-hmm. What's important is our relationships together with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you all are children of God, mm-hmm. and that's who I should see you as first. Yeah. Yes. Not as a photographer, not yes. as a business owner, but you're a ch- you're my sister in Christ. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're supposed to be there to uplift each other. And I just really felt, I've always, when it comes to other photographers, I always just want to be their friend, number mm-hmm. one. Like, I just want to be your friend, and especially you, you guys. Always, you have always had that energy. I love it. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and I, it is, it is genuinely that I just want to be your friend and I think it's because I feel like we probably are Mm like-minded that I know that we're gonna we're gonna get along and we're gonna have a lot of fun yeah and I wasn't always as I'm sure I've, I've probably opened up to you guys about this but I wasn't as open as I am now like competition kind of intimidated me and being around other 
photographers was like kind of like eh. and now I'm like now that my relationship with God is way more important than what I do for a living it's like oh hey you know it's like mm-hmm. it's just kind of like a a way of life and that was one thing like <coughs> <coughs> see we cough on here Michelle <laughs> I uh I actually had a counseling session it was probably like three or four months ago and I said something that made my counselor's eyes just like light up. And usually when I, I know when I've impressed him, <laughs> when I've said something is when his eyes are like, oh, wow, I can't believe, I'm so proud of you for saying that. But I was like, I am finally like realizing that I am not defined by my job. Like mm-hmm. I am Kelsey, like child of God that is also a photographer. I am not Kelsey, the photographer, right? You know? And I think because I did it for so long, like that's what I was known for. That's who I am. That's what identified me. That's what I lived and breathed all the time. And so when competition would come up or I would hear someone say something negative about me or someone just, you know, talking bad about me or whatever, I would really take that to heart because I was like, this is what identifies me is Mm -hmm. I'm a photographer and like you're stomping on my grounds basically. And I would just get so wrapped up in the drama and the he said, she said, and like, oh, well, this person said this about me and it, it ate me up inside. Like, I mean, I literally would be on Facebook all the time, like checking other people's stuff, see if they said anything about me today or, you know, or what they posted. And now I'm just like, it's just crazy. The transformation of when you actually realize that your identity is not your job. Your identity is like your, is Christ. And I feel like as creatives, so when we create something and we put it out into the world, mm-hmm. we expect feedback. Yeah. And most of the yes. time it's good feedback. And so I think that it's just part of our like creative mindset is that mm-hmm. we want people to constantly be praising the work that we do. Yes. And instant gratification. Yeah, Please well, like and, my photo yeah. a right. million times. And I think it's a natural thing as a photographer, but I think we're for like what you're talking about, mm-hmm. where photographers get messed up is they don't know their identity. Yes. Like you said, their identity first is not what they create is I think who that's put that what, inside yeah. of them. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's wrong with a lot of things in this oh, world. Oh, 100%. Is that everybody thinks their identity is something that it's not. It's something that might describe you, but it's not who you are as a person. So, um, okay, well, I explained our story, how we met. Oh, <laughs> I did want to tell people about the first time I met you. <laughs> Oh yes. Uh, so when we met car. each other at the coffee shop to talk about the Wendy's gift, probably never heard this before. Okay, I want to tell this story because okay, please do. I'm gonna backtrack. I, Kelsey Joe Photography is the Kelsey Joe Photography. Everybody knows who she is. The. Yes, I knew Danielle was gonna chime in. She's my uh, fan club president. And I have been. I love wa- you guys, by the way. But I. I I love that you love me so much, but I definitely do not put myself on the pedestal that you guys put me on. I had been wanting to be your friend for a while. Uh, And I remember we were pregnant at the same time Mm -hmm. with our girls, and I saw you at Dr. Bell's office, and I wanted to say hi to you so bad, but I thought you would think that I was a weirdo, because I was going to say, are you Kelsey Joe Photography? But so I didn't do it. It depends on how far along in the pregnancy I was. If I was close to labor, I'd have been like, get away, weirdo. <laughs> but I didn't do it, and I regret it. I should have I should have said something to you that yeah, day. Yeah, you but, should have. 
but I was like, I'm Michelle Lynn Photography. Nobody knows who I am, so I <laughs> couldn't expect you to know who I was. But anyways, so when what we you met didn't up. What know is that I did know who you were. I didn't know who you were in the room, but I knew, I had heard of your right, so photography. Just things that get in our head. Like, yes, you know, exactly. But the day that we met to talk about, to go for Whitney's, uh, what we're going to do for her, um, <laughs> I was having car problems. I pull up to, of we course, met, of yeah. I pull up to the bakery district and something's going on and my horn will not quit going off. Like it's going to beep, <laughs> the beep, beep. And I'm like this, it, I was trying everything. Nothing was working. I was so embarrassed. And then Kelsey comes out and she was being so sweet and trying to help me. And I don't want to say I was shocked. Because, but I just didn't know how nice you were. Starstruck. Yeah, but I would. That really impressed me how nice you were, and you were genuinely trying to help me. Like mm. you cared, and I was like, I'm just gonna drive around the block see if I can come on. <laughs> and I could hear your, I could hear your horn driving around the block, and it kept getting farther. So that was Kelsey's first impression of me. <laughs> it is literally. It makes me laugh so hard just thinking about it because I even went up to like the food truck guy and was like, Do you know anything about cars? <laughs> Because her horn won't stop, and you're just sitting there, and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm trying to shut it off, but you actually looked like a, a cool cucumber. Like, I was a little surprised, like, if that were me in that situation, I'd be like, how, like, how can I fix this? And then you ended up, I don't know, even know what you did. You I don't know, up, I figured it out. You drove it around, went on, off, and but then parked. when I left, after we... We were there for like an hour. And then after I left, it started again. <laughs> Did my you just? Was with me that day, and she yeah. said, "Mama, does she know her car is broken?" And I was like, <laughs> "We're not going to tell her just because she doesn't hear it." <laughs> I just love that story so much, and um, that we can laugh about things like that. But uh, and you're still driving that car I to am. this day. I'm not you're gonna, giving that. You're going to drive her up. to the wheels fall yep. off, aren't you? <laughs> And the, what's funny is when I go to see my patients at their houses, they mm-hmm. all make fun of me. <laughs> so it's probably time to give her up, but I'm not going to. Yes. No. Because Michelle is also a hospice worker, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I just want to explain to our audience yes. what you do. I'm a They're social like worker in the hospice field. So I go and visit people in their homes. And right. so I pull up in this little rankety car yes <laughs> and they're always like are you okay i'm like i promise it works <laughs> i drove her car one night actually did you so we got done i was second shooting a wedding with her mm-hmm. and um I, she was gonna upload some pictures and so she was like drive us home i got in it and i felt like i was like in a nice car because it had cruise control and my yeah. car doesn't even have cruise control <laughs> i was like oh my gosh wow <laughs> Every time I get in her car, her sun visor is um, oh, is broken. broken. Yeah. So I always try to put it up, and I'm like, and I like keep hitting it. I'm like, oh crap! I keep forgetting that this is broken, and so I'll always put it on the side yeah. there and I'll let it hang out there. And she's every time I get in there and I move the sun visor, she's like, it does, it's broke, Kelsey, it's broken. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm gonna be sad when you get rid of that car one day. Me too. I've had I, I got it brand new, believe it or not. We might I have had, to have a um, a going away party yeah. for it. I'll just buy it from you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just keep it in my yard. <laughs> <laughs> just add it to Whitney's yard. <laughs> um, okay, so we explained how we met. Um, have we have we name dropped any of y'all's businesses? Whitney uses Yellow Roads Photography. Yes. Danielle, do you do Danielle Hobbs photography or is you do you do Danielle R. R. Hobbs photography? Okay. Is there another 
one. Yeah, I didn't realize that when I did my business because uh-huh. it, as long as they're not licensed in the state of Arkansas, it's not a big deal to get a yeah. license under that. So when I was doing my stuff for social media, I realized there's a Daniel Hobbs Photography in Washington, D.C. Uh, which is still I think okay this is how I know that because when I go to tag you on Instagram it wants me to tag this other Danielle and I'm like no wrong one so yeah and then Michelle Michelle Um, I am Michelle Lynn photography and there are millions out there I feel like (laughs) but my last name is Wanamaker and I couldn't incorporate I wanted my name in it and I couldn't use that at all so (laughs) I still to this day cannot say your last name so (laughs) it's fine Um, but, uh, I think that's funny about like name when we use our name for photography because everybody does like their first and middle name or something like right. mine. Except for Whitney. She has a cool name. Yeah. Yellow Rose. I, I thought that was, is it from the, from the Wizard of Oz? Yeah. yeah. That was my favorite. I didn't want to use my name and I'm glad I didn't because yeah. people don't know I'm behind it half the time, which is <laughs> kind of cool. <laughs> especially like, now. Yeah. yeah especially yeah. now. <laughs> They're like, who's Whitney Richmond? Yes. They're like, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I'm a photographer. Jared said I'm the worst advertisement for myself. He's like, you never tell people your business. You're just like, I do photography, and then that's the end of the conversation. I, I do the same thing because I, I, I struggle with, like, if, yes, I want to market my business, but I also don't want to portray that I'm, like, something Big yeah. Deal. yeah, same way. Or I don't want to come off arrogant. Yes. Like, oh, I'm Kelsey Joe Photography. You Follow know. me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and now I can with this podcast because I'm like, this podcast is God's podcast. Right. And I'm like, I just like market the crap out of it now. Walk up to people and be like, do you listen to podcasts? <laughs> Instead of, because if photography, I'd, I'm not the type to go up to someone and be like, hey, do you need pictures taken? Because right. I'm a photographer. It's creepy. Yeah. Yeah, or like, and then my friends, of course, like Danielle, will just be like, "Hey, did you know? Did you know her, Kelsey Joe?" I'm like, <laughs> I had this conversation with her last night. I was like, "You do know that there are actual people in this area that don't. I know don't believe who I am. Because <laughs> she'll just introduce. In this room, believe that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much, but yeah, she'll always introduce me like the Kelsey Joe, and I'm like, <laughs> and then I'm standing there. Yes, I met her husband for the first time last night, and I'm just standing there like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> and it was so funny last night because I had a friend from high school there, yes. and she knew who you were. She yes. was being like kind of uh, quiet and shy about it. She's like, oh, I know exactly who you are, yes. Kelsey Joe. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, I don't know, it just make. I mean, it makes me feel good, but it also makes me kind of uncomfortable. Like, I'm like, oh, gosh, these people know who I am. <laughs> you know, they know all my secrets. <laughs> but... Um, one, the topic that I really want to discuss today, which I was like, we're probably going to go over time with the, with these people. Is that surprising? <laughs> no, not at all. Um, one thing that I wanted to go over for sure was our tithing stories. Cause I know we all four have some really cool tithing stories and even Christians to this day kind of struggle with the the tithing thing. Um, and even I did like when I grew up, I always thought tithing was like just the serving plate that got passed around and you put a dollar in there every Mm -hmm. once in a while. And, or if you had a 20 on you, you'd put it in there. And that's what I thought it was. I had no idea that it was like a biblical thing. Like it was something that we as Christians are supposed to do and that, um, it actually benefits other things. And I, I guess just 
I was just kind of ignorant about it and dumb that like, I guess churches just (laughs) had money. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Like it grew on trees. I don't know. You know? And yeah, Michelle is also the wife of a pastor of a church that they just planted. What a year ago, a year ago in July. Oh yeah. So a little over a year now. Um, and, uh, so Michelle knows all about that, Mm -hmm. but my tithing story is really cool. I, my husband and I, for those of you that listen to the podcast often, my husband and I are fairly new back into the, the church game, like just kind of back in our walk with God. We've, um, rededicated ourselves back to God. And I mean, Jesse has another specific story, but I started, my friend gave me this book that this is how my tithing story goes, but my friend gave me this book that is called The Power of a Praying Wife, and it rocked my world. I mean, it was like the first book that I ever read that actually made sense, and it actually kind of refined me a lot because I was struggling as a wife of like, why can't you just do this? Why can't you fix this? Why can't you be this way? Like, I just wanted him to just fix himself, you know, and this book really transformed my mind of giving that to God and letting God work on him and me stepping back and just being the praying wife and the encourager and the support and all that. And it just opened my eyes to a lot of things. And as the book went on, as I'm reading it in the slow process, the beginning of the book, um, I don't know why, but I all of a sudden just kind of got this conviction within me that I needed to learn more about tithing uh, because we had We'd started going to harvest time and getting really involved there. And I, I didn't know anything about tithing at all. And I was just kind of like, what is it about? And one of my friends explained it to me. And I was like, what? 10%? Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's like sales tax here. Yeah. You know? And I was like, That's nuts. Really? People actually do that? And she's like, she told me her story of like, girl, like, it doesn't matter if we tithe. Um, every week that we tithe, God always provides every single time. Like, and there's been times where she has been in the pit and like they have had zero money and they didn't even, they barely had anything to eat. And he would always somehow, some way send them money. And, uh, you know, just the, the stories of it just really encouraged me. And so I talked to Jesse about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That didn't go over super well. Uh, He didn't really know much about it either. Uh, He was raised Catholic, and they just didn't really talk about stuff like that. But I broke it down to him about how, well, this is probably how much we'd have to do because as a self-employed person, you don't know what you're going to make that week. And so I have to literally have to do the math every week of what to tithe. And um, I kind of told him like okay so for instance if we were to tithe this week this is what it would be and he's like good lord (laughs) kelsey are you kidding me like we can barely like we freak out whenever it's like time to pay child care or you know he and he's thinking logically like the man does you know just trying to protect everybody and i'm like okay jesse like i get it but i just feel a conviction about this and he was very against it and that night I just prayed about it because I was reading that book and I was like, you know what, God, you just work on him. And if 
I choose to tithe on my own, then that is my own doings and I will just let him do whatever, you know, I just kind of went into it like that. Mm -hmm. Well, the next morning, Jesse, (laughs) I don't really see him in the mornings. He gets up for work so early and he texted me and he was like, Hey, we can talk about the tithing thing later. And I was like, what? Like it was, that was one of my moments where I looked around the room like, God, you really are listening to me. (laughs) And that was a really cool moment because that was by far something that he would have never even considered doing ever. And, uh, so we started, we started tithing and that day that we started tithing, um, that morning that we were driving. Now, I did a check version, and now I know how easy it is to do it online. So I don't ever bring a check anymore. But I just remember that driving to the church where I was thinking in my head, I was like, okay, while I was praying, I was like, God, like, can you just confirm this for me? That, like, this is what we're supposed to do. I'm not making the wrong decision. Like, please just make make me feel safe, you know. And walk in. I dropped the check in the, in the side box on the, in, into the foyer and, um, Jesse and I just kind of look at each other and we're like, mm-hmm. like we're, <laughs> we're just both really funny about things. Like we just look at each other really, like, you know, uh-huh, I hope we're okay. And, uh, you know, we didn't try and open the box and dig it back out or anything. <laughs> <laughs> and we sit down and it was the beginning of a new series that our church was starting called open handed. (laughs) And it had a picture of a hand open like this. And I nudged him and he goes, I know (laughs) I see it. And the whole message, I don't even remember exactly what the sermon was about, but I mean, it literally hit the nail on the head. Like it was like, we, um, you know, like this is like a sacrificial thing. And, um, you know, this is kind of like, and he really didn't even get into tithing. He, he went into just being a generous person, like not just with money, with your time, with, um, just pouring into people and it just came full circle. Well, at the end of the sermon, um, he, he did altar call and, uh, Darren was repeating himself over and over again. Like, Hey man, I know you want to come up here. I know you want to come up here. And I was thinking in my head, is is this Jesse? Is this Jesse? You know? And I could just feel Jesse's like tenseness, like in his body. Like, you know, you're the wife, you know, when your husband is, you know, tense. And, uh, he didn't go up there, but afterwards, like we had been there for maybe five or six times already. But at the end of it, I knew how tense he was. And I was like, do you want to sit down for a second? Like before we go get the kids and he sat down and he was just really just, just clammy, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And I was rubbing his back and I was like, do you want to go up there? And like, I'll go up there with you. And cause you know, they, they kind of stay around for a little bit and we ended up walking over there after someone else got done talking to him. And we went up there and I was like, he wanted to come up here, but he didn't, but now he is, (laughs) now he's here, and, uh, he got saved that, in that moment, and, And that was all from tithing, yes, wow, yeah, that is so incredible, and, because Jesse really didn't understand 
uh, you know, he was raised differently, so right. he didn't really understand salvation. Um, and he's still learning, right. like, to this day. And we we left that day, and, you know, life just kind of <laughs> kind of went crazy from then. And uh, we continued to tithe. Mm-hmm. By the end of me reading that book of The Power of a Praying Wife, the, la- the night that I closed it, like I was done was the day that Jesse got baptized, wow. which was a, like two or three weeks after. Um, yes, it takes me a long time to read books. <laughs> it's like two or three weeks after he got saved. But anyway, our whole tithing story, like there's a lot of different little things that I could explain, but it it's just amazing how my life has changed since tithing. I mean, like we... We've had some really hard experiences before then. Um, we that kind of molded us to be um, like just a better couple, a better married couple. We ended up selling our house and making more off of our house than we typically would, and we were able to get the house that we're in now. And we paid off our vehicles and we paid off credit cards, and it's just crazy how like we started to trust him and he was like watch this you know and we were like okay like we'll step back and and it was just intense and I know that there are a lot of people out there that are like just really hard on tithing and churches and that they don't need all that money and yeah and really our church needs that money Mm -hmm. because I mean I don't think you guys even realize how much the electric bill is in that building and and a lot of people being a pastor's wife mm, i understand and mm. we just started a church i really understand everything that goes into it yeah and money is a really touchy subject i mean Mm -hmm. take church out of it is still a very touchy subject Mm -hmm. but uh, i will say this is that as a pastor's wife i know a lot of times people think that the pastor knows if you're tithing or not tithing I have no idea who tithes in our church. Yeah. I could not tell you because our hands are off of it. And that is, if I, that's most churches. I mean, any church that I know, that's how it operates. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like people are always thinking, oh, the pastor's preaching at me when he's talking about tithing. And yeah, they never know who's that, tithing or not. That's called conviction. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So uh, would you guys like to share a little bit of your tithing stories? Like what? What do you guys... Um, I, I can start it off. I oh, I grew up in church, and mm-hmm. so I always understood the concept of tithing. And mm-hmm. I, I remember even as a little kid tithing. And I remember being in... Uh, when I was graduating from high school, and you know how you get all this money from your friends and families. After mm-hmm. you sing about your, I tithe that, and um, it's, it was something that's always kind of stuck with me. Now, I have gone through phases in life where... God had to really deal with me at one time because um, I was giving, and I didn't agree necessarily where that where that money was going. Um, mm. But God really dealt with me, and He told me that it is not that is not my problem. Like I just need to give to the Lord, and then He'll take care of everything. I'm glad else. you're saying that because I think a lot of people yes. have that, like especially with homeless people, yes. and they're like, "Well, I'm not going to give well this person yeah, money it because was they're in, probably going to go use it for drugs." Yeah. Well, that's not your right. Well, it was in college, and I was going through that phase where I felt like, 
why are we giving money to these churches? We need to give it to the people who are starving out on the streets. And, that, and I was trying to do that. And God was like, no, that's not how. Ah, so, but now okay. that I... I can see it differently now because back then I just thought it was going to a church that didn't necessarily need it. But now I know how a church operates and that yeah. it's different. And also, as a pastor's wife, I can tell you that there have been many times we have helped people in our church that nobody has any idea about. Yeah. You know, we had, um, I won't go into specifics, but we've had families in need in our very mm. small church that because people tithe, we were able to take care of those needs. Yes. And this happens in every church. And the yes. pastor's not going to get up on the pulpit and say, hey, guys, your money paid for this because yeah. that's not what we do. Yeah. So. Yeah. And and also, like, our, our most of our churches, they have, like, a mission fund. And that fund will, like, help mission projects and things mm-hmm. like that. Like, whenever you do mission, mm-hmm. um, mission work and stuff like that. Like, I think, I don't know, the old Baptist church I used to go to, like, they literally sent so much money to um uh Peru or whatever country right. they were working with or whatever. Right. So I don't it, think people really see No, they don't. like what it's actually going to. And I will say um in photography, when I first started photography, I didn't tithe that first cuz mm. I guess I didn't think about it, you know? Yeah. Cuz I was just kind of I wasn't really doing it as a business, mm-hmm. but I will tell you that once I started tithing um off of my photography, I feel like that's when I noticed a huge difference. Mm. And I want to say this too. I, I don't think anybody should ever tithe with the mindset that they're going to get something in return. Exactly. Because that's not what we're doing. But it is a discipline in anything in your life when you're disciplined yes. in your walk with God. Whether that be praying or whether yes. that be reading your Bible. You're going to see the benefit from that. Yes. So I do, I feel like I've seen a huge benefit in my business since I started tithing off of what I make in my business. Yes. Like I feel like I, I have so much I don't even know what to do with it sometimes. Well, and it just like gain, you, you gain that trust from him. Right. So like your trust in him grows so much that you're like, okay, like I'll, you can quit your job, honey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm literally going through that right now where like, I mean, my, my friend Hannah, uh, we were talking the other day and she was like, look at how you are only, you're not even a year away or a year into tithing and you guys are trusting him right. with, it really does affect your trust with the Lord. It, because yes. you can see that he's going to take care of you no matter what. Yes. And when so, you give it all to him. For my audience that doesn't know, my uh, my husband is uh, quitting a job that he's had for many years. And he's always been employed. Always. And he's always been a, a crucial part of our family with money, money-wise, monetary. And he's just been a provider, a protector, and everything that a man knows deep down inside that he's supposed to do and this has been really difficult for him and uh it's something that I know needs to be done and how how much he'll be able to serve and we'll be able to serve together and I just know that this is like what God wants us to do um and not be so miserable about work and money and thing and I I just know that he's going to provide well so I'm talking to Jesse about this and, you know, he's still kind of in his, uh, this is before he decided to quit that he's just kind of in his mind of like, are we going to be okay? Like that I'm going to regret this and all these things. And I'm just sitting there like, I'm not worried about it. 
I'm not worried about it whatsoever. Like we, you never know. I mean, we may have a, a month where we, we don't know what's going to happen, but I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried for our kids. I'm not worried about losing this house. I'm not worried about any of that. And he's like, <laughs> I took this as a compliment. He was like, yeah, but you're just saying that, uh, you're just saying that because you love me and because, uh, you're just kind of crazy right now where you just like, <laughs> you just like, you just like don't care. And I'm like, thank you. Uh, <laughs> like he took that as like calling me crazy. And I was like, yeah, I am crazy because I, trust God is that what you're saying and it's it, it's clicking for him now but um it's just a really I think the hardest thing out of all the things that we could ever worry about trusting God with is our money mm-hmm. because we are naturally like oh well that money is mine I've worked hard for that money that money is is our is ours right when really no God gave us that money right and we are giving back to the body of Christ in order to build the body of Christ. And it just, it's crazy when we just kind of get out of our own head and we actually see the works that he does. It's just mind blowing to me. What about you, Whitney? So I'm polar opposite from Michelle. I was not like that at all. Um, my mom tied, but I, I didn't know the backstory, I guess you could say. Money was a huge stronghold for me, like Mm. through and through, Mm -hmm. straight out, you know, straight in high school, 16, I worked, paid for my own car, paid for my insurance, no, I didn't pay for my insurance, but, you know, paid for my own thing, so to me, it was just like Kelsey said, well, I worked for this, Mm -hmm. I'm doing this, I'm the one doing the business, so when Mm -hmm. I, I tithed occasionally, but not, I did it more so as a checklist compared Mm to doing it because it is biblical mm-hmm. and so when I met Jared Jared is a giver like my husband Jared he is like in fact one of our first fights if you'd call it was that he gave his last $20 bill to a woman and her child that was broke down the side of the road which Aww. in high like looking back I'm like I am terrible like to get <laughs> mad at him for being that way but in that time it was such a stronghold for me mm. that it was like well what are we gonna do like the thought of God providing wasn't even on the radar. Right. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we say it in church and God's good. But, I mean, do you really understand that God's good? So, yeah. So, after we got married, he was very, like, are we tithing? Because I'm the, I'm the financial person as far as doing the bills, everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he'd be like, are we tithing? I'm like, yes, Jared. Like, we're tithing, you know. But, like, there'd be some times where I'm like, mm, not not purposely. But, you know, I, oh, I forgot about this month. I'll start it, start it next month. But it was, I didn't realize it was such a stronghold for me. Like, looking back, it yeah. was, the Lord was really working on me. Like, yeah. And it's not because of a prosperity teaching, because I think pastors can easily fall into that. Mm. Of like, if you give, he's going to give you this much more. And that's not right, because right. your heart's not where it needs to be. Right. right. So when I started letting the Lord, and it was actually after photography, I think, when it started. Mm. I was like, okay, Lord, like, I'm going to... I'm going to try this and just see, not to get anything, but yeah. just because you tell me just to gonna do dabble. This. Yeah. Cause we've yeah. always been blessed. Like financially we've been great. We've never had really hardships, which is a huge blessing from the Lord, which now looking back, I know it was God keeping us float. Wasn't me. And so when I was like, okay, I'm going to start doing this because it's biblical. Like I want to start doing the things you tell us to do. Mm-hmm. And when I did, and that stronghold was released, it was like, 
holy moly, like I've been robbing myself <laughs> right. yeah. for yeah. however many years of like mm. being able to bless people and not have yeah. to worry. Like I can write somebody a check right now and I'm mm. like, it's okay. Like I'm not a big deal. Yeah. yeah. And it also talks about in scripture that basically the Lord says, Base, why would I give you an abundance when I can't even trust you with right. a little bit? And it's like, mm. like that's a test, like mm-hmm. a big time test that people don't take in take to heart, you know, mm-hmm. and 10% is nothing. Yes. If anything, it's like, Lord, like, why are you letting me take 90%? Like, right. yeah. I'm Did just, you know the owner of, uh, I think it's John Deere. He tithes 90%. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. And look at his business. Like, yes. It's crazy. Yeah. I'd love to get to that right? place in my life where I just, I'm just like, whatever. Yes. <laughs> and I also want to touch on something that something pastors do that mm. a lot of people don't agree with. Mm. Um, my husband being one of them. So I'm just going to put them out there, but, um, <laughs> where they say, try it for 90 days. If you don't, you know, tithe religiously for 90 days. If you don't get that back, or basically if you don't see a financial blessing or blessing in your life, I'll return that money to oh. you with interest, yeah. right? Mm. So it's a bit of a walk. But for me, who has had a stronghold, I get it. Mm-hmm. Because it's more so putting that, because the, the pastors know, like, if you'll just do it like you're supposed to, mm-hmm. the Lord's going to take right. care of it. So my husband doesn't agree with it either, and I know yeah. a lot of people don't. But being somebody that was, mm-hmm. it was such a stronghold for, I get it. It's right. like, you know, hey, put them on blast. Like, basically, yeah. put them out there because I've been that person where it's mm-hmm. like, no, I'm going to keep all that money. So, tithing is one of those things that is like, and I tell people this all the time. I'm like, do it and don't think about it. Right. Just like, right when you get it, tithe. And not necessarily right when you get it, because I am, I'm, sometimes there's a couple of days that go by where I'm like, oh yeah, I need to pay my tithes really quick or whatever. Mm-hmm. But just be diligent about it and just see the Lord like, okay, mm-hmm. you trust me and I'm yeah. going to start blessing your socks off because of it. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I feel I, like once it really becomes a, a discipline in your life, like you, I don't even notice. Like, we, oh, I don't even, yeah, I, I don't mean, even, I don't even notice anymore. Just, That's what my like, sister told me when I asked her about it. I was like, do you guys tithe? And she's like, yeah. I was like, so like, is it hard? And she's like, she's like, I'm not trying to sound like arrogant in any way, but like, we don't even really notice. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, and it, if you think about it, really, it, 10% is not that much. Yeah. And I mean, I know it is a, a, a money. Certain times. Is, yeah. yeah. Well, then you hear people say, I can't afford to tithe and it makes me cringe. And I've I'm always like, oh. heard the. I like, love the saying that pastors say, you can't afford not to tithe. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, if you tithe, you can afford tithe and, if you just let him tithe. And I know over. we're not supposed to like go into it saying, like, I'm going to tithe so he can bless me, but there are things that he has blessed us with and not even just financially. Like, yeah. he has blessed us so much just in the um health aspect and like our marriage and yeah yeah, favor and um like now I could care less about the money it's like oh I think a big thing too is just that kind of what you're talking about Whitney once you have that freedom Mm -hmm. that's like the huge that's a huge thing when you just feel like when it's not even an issue to you anymore, mm. it just frees up your life in so many ways. Like yeah, because we always feel like we have to control everything. Yeah, that's our that that's our selfish nature is that we have to control it all. And I think what money is the most for people is that sense of security. Right. And especially if you grew up maybe in a uh, maybe if you were poor or if you just didn't really have 
as much money as like your friends at school did or whatever. Like I think sometimes people struggle with that because they're like, I never want that to happen to my kids or I never want to be poor again. And so they get in this mindset of like security. Like I'm taking care of us. I'm taking care of us. That's Jesse's mindset. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's taken a while for him to, to process that and actually trust him with that. Because as a man, it's like, I need to protect and provide for my children and my wife. So Danielle, what's your story? I think, I guess I don't really have like a, a story. <laughs> Mind like blowing. That. I mean, no, for me, it's just, I feel like it is something God calls us to do. I think there's, he entrusts us with every worldly thing that we have here. Mm. He entrusts us. Mm-hmm. He entrusts me with my child, which is a gift from him. Yeah. Yeah. He entrusts me with my gift of photography, which mm-hmm. is a gift from him. Yeah. He entrusts me with money that can bless other people. Yeah. Every worldly possession we have is something given to us because of him. Yes. And so I think people get tied up a lot on, I have to tithe 10%. I've never been that person. Mm. Um, God calls us to tithe what we are able to give. You can be, if you have a dollar in your wallet and that's all you have, like you said with Jared, and you give that dollar because it's what God has called you to give. Mm-hmm. Or if you have a hundred dollars in the bank and you can give it all, but you give one dollar, God sees that. Yeah. The person that gave everything that they had to give mm-hmm. and the person that gave a little bit because they could. Yeah. I think that there's something to be said for that. Um, my thing, and I hear this a lot, I actually heard this the other day, is people judge pastors. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is something that you have fallen into, but why does that pastor drive a brand new truck? Mm-hmm. Like, are they misusing the money? And it's, I hear mm-hmm. that in this, and I told this to the person that they brought that up. I was like, that's, it doesn't matter to me. Right. Yeah. I give because that's what God called me to do. Mm-hmm. And I think it goes, people really need to take classes on how churches operate mm-hmm. yeah there I mean because I hear this too you know being in the in, in the ministry but I mean there is a board there is set I mean pastors don't just take what they want from churches and I wish people would understand that because it is you know I work so I feel like people don't see that with us like you know mm-hmm. building a new house nobody's gonna think oh, Joel's using all the church money to do that because I think people understand that I work. But, um, yeah, I just, I wish people would really sit down with their church and ask how they, and all churches are open about that. They will tell you how they operate. That way you can know Mm -hmm. how your pastor is getting paid. Right. But I I think the enemy uses that. Are you giving to give? Right. Or are you giving to manage it? Mm-hmm. you know what I mean to it's, still control it yes mm-hmm. then you're not giving with the right intentions right and that's not what God called us to do mm-hmm. he called us to give to help people yeah. right. he called us to give money to pastors because they are doing the work of the Lord mm-hmm. he called us to give to widows and to orphans and to the people who have nothing and that's I mean that is verbatim from the mm-hmm. Lord mm-hmm. I mean that's what that's what we're supposed to do and that's I've never questioned tithing and opposite from that I've never questioned offering um, anytime I can give over and above my husband and I try, I mean, we work hard and both work two jobs, but I've never questioned what the church was doing with my money. Cause I don't question what yeah, God same, has called me to do. Same. And yeah. I don't, I don't understand what, if you go to church and you're a Christian, I don't understand how you can trust God with so many areas of your life. 
how can you trust him in your marriage? How can you trust him in your parenting? How can you trust him in your work? Mm-hmm. But you can't trust him in your wallet. Yeah. Like where? How do you put a line up there? Yeah, that's why um, it's like the biggest thing for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like once you sacrifice this and you're disciplined in this area, everything else just kind of trickles down, yeah. you know? And that's why just... people are like, well, I worked hard for that. Well, I work hard for my marriage too. And I trust God just as much in my marriage as I mm-hmm. do when I drop that money in mm-hmm. on Sundays, however you want I me, mean, whether you drop it in a bucket or you pay online. However, mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter, but I would like to say that I trust God equally in all areas of my life. Yeah. And for me, tithing is something, I guess kind of like you said, your sister said, it's not something I really notice. It's not something I really notice mm-hmm. because when I give, I give with my heart. Yeah. And so I don't, I trust that the church directs it where it needs to go. But at that point, it's out of my hands. Yeah. I mean, that I don't have a chain to that or a stronghold mm-hmm. to that. I wish everybody had that mindset. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why kind of why I wanted to do this episode because yeah. I think sometimes it helps people because I mean I was I was blind to this too not so long ago that it was like really people do this you know like to actually learn that people tithe and regularly and it just uh it really changed my mindset so I think just putting it out there for people especially for uh self-employed photographers to to openly say that because I'm sure we can all agree that there are months that are great and there are some months that are not so great. Yes. And uh Amen. Yeah. <laughs> like o- October to December we're feeling like all rock we're stars. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then Christmas Jan- is going to be good. <laughs> and then January hits and we're like Crickets. Yes. <laughs> Here's my break, I guess. I like, should have spent that much on Christmas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I knew I should have put this in savings. <laughs> yeah, but thank you guys for coming and for um, for sitting down and talking to me and explaining our story. You guys are so special to me. I love you so much. Like, there's so just different parts of about you guys that I love so much. Like, Michelle, you just have, like, the biggest heart for people, and you're just so sweet, and you are always willing to, you would literally drop anything to help somebody. And Danielle, same for you, you would literally, like, you literally brought lunch today, with no questions asked. She was like, do you guys want me to bring lunch? And I was like, yeah, (laughs) sold. And she's also, like, my number one fan. Uh, she liter- She's the girl that always introduced me as the Kelsey Joe, <laughs> Which, I will not lie, it helps a little bit of my confidence. So, thank you so much for that. Whitney is my, uh, is my friend that I can literally just, like, banter with back and forth just about anything. Because she's just so... We we like to joke about Whitney that she's our out there friend that is just always willing to talk about anything, uh, whether that's political or not. And she just has this like sweetness about her. Like whenever you I see you out on photo shoots and I'll drive by and I'll be like, get out of my way. And her instant face is just like, hi, how are you? Even though if I was in a dark alley, I'd probably want you to be there. Yeah. yeah, or if I was in like a, a fight with someone argumentatively, I'd be like, "Come here, Whitney, help help me fight this." <laughs> but anyway, I just wanted to say that, and I love you guys so much. We love you. Well, we love you. <laughs> You're a lot of fun. 
Oh, thank you. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about what I like about you. Can I do that? I guess. Um, I feel like I, it's such a, every time I'm around you, I feel just very joyful. Aww. And you just bring a lot of joy to a lot of people. Aww. And I can always count on smiling and laughing when I'm with you. And <laughs> that's a gift from the Lord. Not everybody has that. Yeah. I guess I've never thought about it like mm-hmm. that. That it was a gift. I mean, I know everything is a gift, but I guess I've just never considered joy to be like mm-hmm. a gift to spread to others. Mm-hmm. Like, why can't everybody just be joyful? I know. The world would be such a <laughs> happier place. Happy place. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I, I want to say something to that too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> of Thank course, you, Whitney, uh, take the mic. Let me have this mic real quick. <laughs> that, and I'm sure everybody listening, Kelsey's real. Like, she's oh, yeah. just, there's no like, if Kelsey's thinking it, she will let you know what she's yeah. thinking. And I love that. And she'll just, anyway, she just puts it out there. And I think that's me and her, why we drive, drive so much is because I'm a little bit like that too. Like, if you're getting on my nerves, I'm going to tell you you're getting on my nerves. <laughs> passionate people. Yes. Yes. Passionate people, but the love of Jesus too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Too, so. yes. We live that life out loud and that's appreciative. Yes. Your love for Jesus is something that you project out there and I want to touch on that too because how you said when we all started hanging out you and I were both I mean just stepping back into church Mm -hmm. and growing that life with the Lord and watching you live that as loudly as you have is Mm -hmm. something that is that is truly a gift from God Mm -hmm. you the way you project that out there is something that really reiterates Christianity for a lot of people I think and it was Mm -hmm. for me Mm -hmm. especially I love you guys so much. <laughs> Can I just hang out with you every day? Yes. <laughs> of course. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, I promise, guys, for those of you that love this episode, I'm sure there's going to be a lot, that, especially like new photographers and photographers that just like to listen to other photographers talk is probably really helpful for them. And um, we'll come back on and talk about something else one day. I feel day. like if we do this again, we should do a like an Instagram ask questions like a oh, poll for people right. to add yeah or like maybe it's somehow live or have them yeah. send in questions for yeah. us to all answer i've that been thinking be about fun. doing some kind of live thing that we could do but you know how like everybody's like oh, you need to do a live and then you do a live and nobody gets on right <laughs> You're like, i feel like people always watch the live they'll watch them later yeah yeah like well then they'll be mad that they weren't able to ask any questions wow. <laughs> you can't please everybody can you exactly that's that's what we're learning this week in, in a, a youth group at church too is like you cannot please everybody but you can please God. That's right. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for coming, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you would like more information on this podcast, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook under Picturing Purpose Podcast. Find us on Anchor as well as every major streaming service. If you are excited for this journey and want to see this podcast thrive, there are many ways you can help. The most simple thing you can do is by leaving a five-star review on your streaming service of choice. Reviews help podcasts so much. Another easy thing, anytime you see a post from the Picturing Purpose podcast social media pages, please comment, like, and share. This generates a bigger audience and brings more listeners. You never know, one of your friends may need to hear an encouraging word. I need daily motivation myself. 
Last but definitely not least, if you want to see this podcast fulfill its purpose, your donations are incredibly appreciated. Keeping the podcast up and running is an extra cost I have taken on and will continue to do as needed. I know that God will always provide because this podcast is His. Not only will donations go to the making of the podcast, but Picturing Purpose will be blessing 50% of its October earnings to people in need. Whatever God puts on my heart is where the money will go. This month, we are blessing Fostering Change. This organization goes above and beyond for the community, and I am honored they were able to come on the show. You can donate by going to kelseyjoephotography.com slash picturingpurposepodcast. Kelsey Joe is spelled K-E-L-S-I-E-J-O. Again, that is kelseyjoephotography.com slash picturingpurposepodcast. There is no donation too small, and you can also set up reoccurring payments. Even $5 a month would be super helpful. If you are unable to donate, your prayers are powerful. Please pray for this podcast and that it continues to serve its purpose and spread the love of Christ. Our hope is that Picturing Purpose is an encouragement to anyone that needs it and that we create strong, confident, and motivated disciples. Thank you for your support.